check, check. Mic check. Show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex on FFMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show coming at you live. It's 11 a.m. It's Thursday, June 15th, round four of the motocross series coming up this weekend in High Point. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. We are on YouTube now, and it's been going well. So super cool of you people to watch this stuff. I don't know why you want to watch someone talking to a microphone and other people on the phone, but hey, I'm not going to argue about it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing all of it. Fly Racing, check them out at your local dealer or at motorsport.com. 25 years of Fly Racing and great company at Fly Racing USA on social media, whether it's the Formula Helmet that is, honestly, it's amazing, the Formula Helmet. They've got a lot of different shells, a lot of different price points, but they're all super safe, super quiet, super lightweight, great looking as well. So check out that Formula Helmet from those guys. And uh, also, uh, whether it's patrol stuff for off-road, whether it's the kinetic mesh for summer, whether it's the Evo, gear that has the uh, BOA uh, system on it. Whatever it is, Fly Racing's got you handled. RJ Hampshire, Chance Hymas, and many other racers can't be wrong. Justin Brayton, in uh, like two weeks, will be wearing Fly Racing at the World Supercosses. So, at Fly Racing USA on social media. And, uh, yeah, you know the name, you know the game. Uh, thank you to Maxis, Get, Decal MX, Vertex Pistons, 100% Plum Creek funding, all on board with us. We're going to talk uh, a little bit of High Point with Dan Truman and a little more bike setup stuff with Chris Kiefer because I had an interesting phone call this morning while I was walking uh, the dog and I want to get Kiefer's thoughts on this from a team manager so we'll talk to Kiefer more about that we got a pair of 100% goggles to give away as well as a fly racing kidney belt who knew fly racing they even got kidney belts too uh the guys at Maxis great mountain bike tires and they also have the new uh soft intermediate and intermediate to hard terrain tires as well developed and tested with this guy named McGrath grip stability and predictability that surpasses all others available now at your local Maxis dealer online at shop.maxis.com Maxis MX series a gift from the science nerds to the moto kids pick your pair uh, thank you to the folks at Maxis for this show and mountain bike tires of course I run the minions and uh, out here in the desert with the rocks that they work great uh, 702-586-7857 for your calls. Uh, taking your calls over there in the corner, holding things down uh, yet again. He's been here all the time, every Thursday, just about. D. Tits, Ledger, Tits, what's up? As always, it is my pleasure to be here. You seem like you're in a better mood today, even though you had to actually work this week. Oh, well, this just makes me appreciate how good I have it on all the other times. Yeah, there you go. Yep. There you go. Uh, and also, uh, directing the show. Uh, deciding on the camera angles for this year. Uh, he is uh, a member of the city that just won the Stanley Cup. Travis Marks. I would sing We Are the Champions, but I won't do that to your listeners because I don't want the numbers to fall off, but just know that it's it's there in, in heart. C- congrats on the Cup win. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Big, big, big win. Tits, I had a you big too. part to do yeah. with it, yeah. Um, six long years you guys waited. Six long yep. years. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you got 14 goalies played for you. This year, uh, six long years. Um, Just depth. It's I went crazy. to that game. It was nuts. I'm, I, I, I'm a little regretful that I did not, but it was still a good time. Well, would you have paid the price that I paid? Probably, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it uh, it was an expensive ticket, that's for sure. Cheaper than Game 7. But for me, a lifelong hockey fan, to be in the building when the cup is is handed out, that that was cool. And the fans were freaking out. And Pookie was crying. And confetti was falling. And... Yeah, it was pretty cool. As a hockey fan of, of the last two weeks, I agree. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, yeah, Stanley Cup champs. Here we are. Congrats, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, great. Real fantastic. Real <laughs> hopefully, good. Hopefully one day you get to experience this joy. We, Pookie and I were talking about it. I think, look, I got another 40 years left on this earth, probably. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. God bless if yeah. I do. <laughs> uh, 
They got to do it. They got to win it in my lifetime. You would you would sure hope. They have to. If not, I mean, at least you'll win something, but it's not going to be the thing you want to win, and it's the longest streak in the history of streaks. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah. We're it, pulling for you, buddy. Hey, I did like how they started the original Misfits. That was really yeah, was cool. And the fans caught onto it early and were, were freaking out. So that was cool. Um, okay. Uh, let's get our guests on the line if we can. 702-586-7857. Lines are open. Are we going to see... Another Lawrence Brothers sweep this weekend. Uh, Hunter's really good at this track, uh, and uh, and Jets is really good. Period. Um, so yeah, I would not be surprised. I think I think we could see both of the brothers coming in and uh, and winning again uh, at at this weekend at High Point. Um, it wouldn't be a surprise, and they would both go four zero. Ken Roxon coming back as well. That's going to be interesting to talk about uh, as well because there's lots to get into whether. He's coming back for more or just this one or, or what the plan is for the 94. Um, obviously, he it's weird to see a guy like him just jump into outdoors, um, I, I think. But uh, it'll be interesting to talk to Dan about that. Speaking of Dan, Get and Athena. Uh, Honda HRC has partnered with the folks at Get. Uh, data loggers, RPM dashboards, ECUs for the 250 guys. Uh, Get and Athena, uh, they're absolutely crushing it too with the two-stroke uh, CDI boxes. And Chris Kiefer tested that ECU for the Get guys uh, for the YZ450. And uh, yeah, really liking that as well. So the folks at Get and Athena make product lines across the range for two strokes and four strokes. And if you want a deal from them, you want a Pulpamex deal, you just email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com and we'll pass it on to you guys. But certainly the HRC guys uh, are just absolutely having a time over there in 2023. And I mean, they partnered with Get um, this year. So I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe it is. Probably not. But let's get to Dan Truman and he can tell us for sure. What's up, Dan? How are you, man? I'm good, man. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Uh, just got back from the factory in Italy uh, for like 11 days for our global meetings, and then uh, going to hop on a plane here. I'm going to skip High Point, go to California, work with Honda on some new projects, and then uh, going to go up to the, the, the great north to Canada and look after uh, Dylan Wright and those boys for, for a few days. So, Where are you going to go for them? Are you testing with them or um, going to a race? I'm going to go to GDR, to the factory, or to the sure. shop there. Yeah. Uh, we're just we got to work out some stuff. They were last minute on the get stuff. Dylan was in Florida and seen what we were doing with the, the Lawrence boys and Hymas and really wanted to try it. Things went really good, but we just had a short time, so we really need to help them sort out a few little things on their end. So. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, and are you mostly responsible, Get and Athena, mostly responsible for HRC success in 2023, as I said before you got on? I yeah, for sure. They probably yeah. wouldn't even win without me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. That's what I figured. Yeah. Um, hey, let's, let's, let's get into the big news, I think, this week. Uh, the 94, Ken Roxon making an appearance. Why do you think he's coming out, and how do you think it's going to go? He's coming out to stop the streak, right? I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, I can tell you right now, Ken Roxon is not going to a race thinking that he can't win the race. I'll tell you that. Well, I don't know. He was on the Pulp Show not that long ago saying that he's come to terms with the fact that Chase Sexton's faster than him. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying Ken's going to win or he's being cocky or nothing, but I don't think Ken Roxon goes to high point thinking he's going there to get a third place. Yeah. He's going there. I think he's going just to race. Um, he knows how important gate drops are. He's getting mm-hmm. ready to do World Supercross. I think you've seen that with Justin Cooper and, and Ferris and those guys who take so much time off. It's hard to just jump back in the racing swing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he just wants to go really just race. But uh, I bet that Ken thinks that he can win the race. I mean, okay, like a peak Ken Roxon outdoor testing and training? Sure, I'll go with that. Like even, you know, if he, even if he lined up at Paula and got beat by Jet the last few weeks, I would never put it past Kenny to put it all together and get a win. But I cannot – I mean, I give him less than a 5% chance of jumping in at round four and beating Jet. I just I, – I can't see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he goes 3-5 three, three is what – we have a you know a group text, and that's yeah. kind of what I thought he was going to go. Mm-hmm. I, I think AP is getting better. He's trending up. He's crashed almost maybe every moto or at least every weekend. So if he can stay on two wheels, I think AP will be you know the closest to Jet yeah. uh, or the one that can beat Jet. Um, yeah, we. But yeah, I think Kenny's a podium one moto, maybe a three five. I mean, he's ridden a couple times this week. I think he's fine, but racing is a different ball game. We uh, we just had AP on the show, and I, I said to him, and I believe this. You could make a case that AP could have be go three three two 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 two, you know, the yeah. first for first three rounds. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Yeah, I, I think he's been the next best guy, right? So. Yeah, I think so, and I think he's getting better. Um, he's he's happy. He's in a good spot. You know, he got a contract extension. I think mm-hmm. I think AP is going to continue to get better. So, be interesting to see. So, you say three five for for Roxon is what you're thinking? I, yeah, I, okay. have, I have him three five. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. You know what? I that that makes sense. Uh, second moto, a little worse, um, but yeah, I think anywhere between three and five each moto. I, I, I don't see him even coming close to Jed. I really don't. And and that's that's fine. He's just because he's jumping in one race. So um yep. but Kenny Pete Kenny on a outdoors, you know, on a Honda, yeah, he could beat Jet. He could run with Jet. Uh, RCH Kenny in twenty sixteen was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean right? he beat Tomac and Dunge and anyone who lined up. I mean he I think he put him like every race, lost four motos all year or yeah, something he, like that. It, it, he won twenty motos that year. That's yeah. a lot of motos. Yeah, the points <laughs> look closer than it was because he had the he DNF that one moto with a fork problem. But um yeah. yeah. So I mean he was unbelievable that year. So yeah, I'm not saying Ken Roxon isn't Jet Lawrence. I'm just mm-hmm. saying right now off the couch on a bike that you haven't really put too much I mean, has he even raced it outdoors ever with that team? No, uh, yeah, of course not. No. So yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't even know how much he's ridden it outdoors with the team. So yeah, I just I I still take Jet to win. Poor, poor Peyton over there and down in Florida, uh, <laughs> you know, getting ready for World Supercross and doing all that, and it's like, hey, we're gonna go outdoor riding. Okay, <laughs> swap everything over. Yeah, all that. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what it is. Larry told us that he's they're, they're going to use Chiz's bike. Obviously, put all Kenny's stuff on it, but the yeah. bike on the truck is is Chiz's, and you know they'll use that one. So. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm really I'm really stoked to have him back in the series. It'll it'll be great. Um, but Dan, hard to hard to see the Lawrence brothers not going four and zero to start the season at High Point, right? Like this is a great track for Hunter and Jets Jet. Uh, hard to see how this streak uh, stops at High Point. Yeah, I was talking to somebody, maybe Zach Osborne, or I'm not sure who it was, and they actually said it's not fair to say that. Hunter's been more impressive, but the class is so deep and so equal in the 250 class. For Hunter to win all three overalls, you know, getting some bad starts, almost getting in that first turn crash last weekend, it has been impressive for Hunter to kind of just go to the front still and win those races. Uh, Hunter is very good at at high point. You remember Hunter and Jet battled here last year. I think they beat third place by like 30 or 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if if they won again. Um, Hunter's kind of firing on all cylinders. He's getting stronger and healthier. Um, he, you know, he hasn't been able to practice during the week. I don't think that's really affected him too much on the race weekends, but he is getting better. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they went. Yeah, I feel like he needs the first moto to get back into it a little bit. He uses his fitness to get people late, and then he's warmed up. He's ready to go. Second moto, see you later. You yeah. know, and so far that's been his been his mo anyways. So we're four round, we're three rounds down. We're going in the fourth round. We're going in the week break after this. But like already, Dan, and you've been part of racing for a long time. When you look at the 250 class, like, and I and I was saying this on our review pod, like, Shimoda's over 40 points down. RJ's over 40 points down. Like, are we all just, are we just, is it Hunter, Justin Cooper, Hayden Deegan, championship-wise? Like, how does Joe and RJ make up 40 points and jump jump Cooper and Lawrence? Yeah, it's, it's one of those Supercross scenarios, right, which we said it was almost impossible for Chase with three or four rounds to grow. Um, I remember you specifically <laughs> saying that, you know, how do you jump Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac? Uh, and then we've seen what happened. So, so yeah, okay, be, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out no, there. No, 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 uh, you are absolutely right. And there's always a percent chance that anything can happen, for sure. Right. Um, but Hunter is very smart. So mm-hmm. unless something happens where, you know, Jet did have a bike issue last year and took it and got a DNF at Redbud in the first moto, um, Hunter was – smart enough to notice that and kind of slow down to save his engine but um yeah unless something happens i think justin cooper and and hunter are the best two guys i think justin cooper is going to continue to get better every week and they are going to be 1a and 1b uh every weekend kind of from here on out joe shows a lot of speed obviously rj won a moto right hayden won a moto but those guys make some big mistakes you know joe's being on been on the ground a lot rj does what rj does sometimes i just don't see them winning the title you know, Joe Joe seems to make more mistakes this year than we normally see. We don't see he's been consistent. He's been fast. He doesn't make mistakes. But this outdoor season, you're right, he has been. Yeah, he's made, he's made some some pretty critical mistakes. And in that class, you know, and I go to it with Hunter in the start this weekend. If you rewatch, uh, Jet Reynolds posted a really good angle at the start. I mean, Hunter almost gets destroyed by Ferris. You know, not intentionally. Yeah. Yep. But he just grabs the brakes and kind of slows down where. RJ or Joe in that scenario go back to Paula Moto 2. RJ wants to win so bad 
that he just goes for it. You know, he <laughs> yeah. just still goes for it. And I think, like Hunter told us, he's like, man, like I was better off going around turn one in 28th than you know 40th. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it is what it is. You know. So yeah, I don't know. I think Hunter's pretty smart, and it's going to be pretty hard to beat him for this title. I'm disappointed because I I I was one of those guys that thought RJ changed after Paula. I'm like, oh, like obviously Sekimoto wasn't great, but I'm like, oh no, he's, you know, he'll figure it out. But yeah, not so far. (laughs) No, no, I, I I just, I mean, even Jacob's good, right? His starts are so good. Mm -hmm. And he rode off in the second motor to come from wherever, you know, 13th, he went backwards a little bit, got up to fourth. I just think that those two guys are, they're going to be one, two. Uh, 702-586-7857. We're giving away a fly racing kidney belt, Dan. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, and his pair of 100% goggles as well. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here. Dan Trubin from Get and Athena on the show. First up, it's Taylor. Taylor wants to talk hockey. Stanley Cup, Golden Knights. Taylor. Steve? Yep. Do you really think hockey is harder than moto? My dad played for the Flyers. Oh, yeah? And my brother. Yeah, man, my brother's uh, plays hockey for Alabama. Uh, I, What do you mean harder? I don't know what you mean by that. Well, see... When I play hockey with my brother, mm-hmm. seems pretty easy to me. No, it's not. The heart rates are nuts. The Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win, though, in pro sports. Like it, it's. Four, you really think so? Yeah, it's four rounds. Um, you know, it's it's the, the guys. I mean, the, the the Florida guy Kachuk just played through a broken sternum. I mean, if ultimately he couldn't play, but he played a game and a half with a broken sternum. You know, you these think guys. It's are, harder than Moto. Well, I'm saying this to win the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win. You know what I'm saying? What about college football championships? No. No, you play two games. Well, it's different now. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to disagree then, Taylor. I don't know what to tell you, man. (laughs) So, yeah, Uh, my dad played for the Flyers. Okay, what was your dad's name? Kevin. Kevin what? Darden. Okay, I'm going to Google and see how your dad was. See how good your dad was. (laughs) Um, all right, thanks, Taylor. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, not a believer, Taylor, in hockey being yeah, hard. I, I, w- I will say, back in my early days when I still r- rode dirt bikes and trained, uh, I've, I've told this story before, uh, Colleen Millsaps would put us in a skating rink, and Big Brian Johnson would chase us around with a stick swinging at, at us, and it was very, very hard. <laughs> it, skating and, like, your heart rate was high. I remember one time my heart rate was 205, and they're like, are you going to die? I'm like, probably. I don't yeah, know, but I don't yeah. want to get hit with that stick. Yeah, hockey's <laughs> really, really tough. I mean, I don't know if it's harder than moto, heart weight rise, and cardiovascular-wise, but hockey is gnarly for sure. And I think the Stanley Cup's the toughest trophy to win. But uh, yeah, Taylor thinks otherwise. All right, you want, you want some Jalik Swole uh, fantasy question? Lucio's on four. What's up, Lucio? Hey, Steve, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. My question is, did you see Jalik Swole doing a little bit better this weekend, going back to high point where he uh, won? Yeah. Listen, did you listen to the fantasy pod we put out this morning? No, yeah, I've been okay. working all day. All right. Well, once you get out of your submarine – uh, go listen to the pod we did this morning. Dan and I get into it a little bit. Uh, uh, he won here before. He's gone. He went ten ten at Paula. He's a three handicap. Why can't he go seven seven? Why not? And then well, well, he, didn't go, questions. he didn't go ten ten at Paula. He went. I mean ten ten. Sorry, sorry, ten ten at Thunder Valley. Sorry, ten ten at Thunder Valley. Yeah. Why not, Lucio? Yeah. And then my next question is. If Boutron and LaCrucio get into the World Superfunk playoff, if they get in, can we have them come out to Ted Nugent's Cat Scratch Fever? In the SMX thing, you mean? Yeah, that's great. Yes. Let's do it. All right. I think I they know will you're be. a big music guy. I know. They will both be in, I bet you. Cat Scratch Fever. I like it. Stay tuned, uh, Lucio. Big news for Wildcat Racing coming down the road. Stay tuned. Let's go. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, why, why can't he go 7-7? Jaleek Swole, Dan? He, he can go 7-7. I said he couldn't win the race. You did say that, and I agree with you. He, <laughs> he's not going to win the race. Uh, Austin's on, too. What's up, Austin? Hey, real quick, uh, what was the name of that guy that uh, has that mechanic academy on the East Coast? That he's like uh, Scotty, Scotty Atkins. Scotty Atkins. Okay, well, I think it's fair to say you're the Scotty Atkins of uh, Moto Media. I mean, look how many people you have funneled into the media right, at this point. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll take some yeah, credit for it, it, Roto, uh, Roto yeah, right. and uh, Clinton and um, 
There's got to be some more. Jamie. Hell, even A-Ray. A-Ray's going to be medium when you Yeah, good point. A-Ray, uh, 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 Mr. Side, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, sure. you basically funnel these guys into factory media roles. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. Appreciate that. All right, well, enough kissing you. Okay. Uh, about about the Stu being in the uh, in the booth, how is that not bigger news? Like there was no, I didn't see a press release or anything till like the week before the season. If you if you will rewind like three or four years, Stu was a ghost. No one heard anything, and yeah. now he's coming to every single round. I feel like that should have been bigger news. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess you know Dan and myself and others knew about it for a long time. So maybe we didn't hype it up as much as we thought, like because we knew about it for a while. Uh, James came back with his podcast, right? Does a really good job with it. He stepped into the Supercross booth. I don't know, Dan. Uh, why didn't we make a bigger deal of Stu doing all eleven um, nationals? Yeah, I mean, I think we made a big deal of Stu coming back to do a lot of things, and he didn't show up sometimes. So maybe we just kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's very fair. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, we knew he was coming back. We knew it was kind of legit. But then I think there was people going, okay, well, it, you know, we're gonna, it's Thursday. We're going to see if he shows up to the first one. So, I don't know. Maybe that's why they didn't make a big deal yeah. about it. But I think he's been doing an awesome job. Yeah, I'll he's doing, doing a good job, for sure. Thanks, yeah. Austin. Right. Thank he, you. Man. He's doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. we got an ECU question for you, Dan. Uh, Nick, you got a question for Dan about a get ECU? Yes, I do. Hey, right. Dan, what's the latest on the KTM 300 ECU? Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, but. Uh, I I was just at the factory and it's all done. We actually been racing the the EMX 125 class with the two of them. Uh, we're waiting for a couple components, but all the mapping's done. I hope to have some to be able to sell um, first week of July is the plan. I, the but reason the I ma- said oh boy, oh boy, Nick, is because Dan gets this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's fine. I mean, there's nobody else on the market with one, and it is complicated to make that ECU, but it is really good. We've been riding with the 125, the 250, and the 300, but we obviously make all the ECUs in-house. There's a few little hard part casings that we outsource, and those are the holdups. So we're just waiting for those. So, all right. Cool. right. The reason I, the reason I say, oh boy, is I have an email on them nonstop as well. So yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah. been hearing it from a few people of our listeners for sure. People are waiting yeah. for this thing. Yep. It, it, yeah, right it, it, it'll be really good though. When you do get it, you'll be happy. Thanks, so Nick. You'll be really happy. Right on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Justin's on four. Justin, you got a starting great comment? Yeah, I listened to the show Monday. Um, I heard AP's comments about the starting great. Mm-hmm. The kind of loss of the art of starting. Um, and then you guys got into the synthetic whoops and everything else. Yeah. And all I could think about, and I, and I know that the AMA takes you serious, and, and there's going to be a day where you stand in front of all of them with your captain's hat and your wooden bat in hand, mm. and perhaps you bring up the point that uh, Major League Baseball uses a wooden bat, and for what reason, right? It's to, to yeah. try to uh, be better at – it's something that's more difficult. Well, just making, yeah, just making it harder. No, I agree. I mean, look, yeah. F1, MotoGP, uh, drag racing, NASCAR, these these uh, organizations make limits on horsepower. They make limits on how fast you can make things. They they, they control the, the outcomes. They don't want to just let everybody go hog wild, right? But in our sport, we just let everybody go hog wild. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I don't exactly. get it either. It's something you can bring up. You know, I know you get this opportunity to, to speak, and they listen to you, and, and we think reasonably, and we try to mimic other sports to make yeah. ours better. I, so, I, I mean, the, the, great, the great came in. Thanks for the call. Thank you. The great came in, Dan, because I heard that, I mean, Davey Coombs told me he didn't like it. He doesn't like it, the idea of it. But the team said, hey, we do all these work on greats, so can we just do work? Can we just put the greats in outdoors because we already have all our settings and we don't got to get new settings? What the fuck? Get new settings. Beat it. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't, mean, like I, that's not a reason to me. That's not a that's not a valid thing. Like, oh well, sorry. Yeah, we. I had this. I had this discussion with Hammer this morning, and um, you know, he's siding to your side. I was kind of against it at first, but we discussed it. And I mean, I go with MXGP has greats, and they're fine. But then you go back to maybe they only have twenty two riders, right? Or well, or or their first turns are very favorable to the inside gates, so everybody, correct. you know, yeah. yeah. And then you look at Supercross; they have greats, you know, but. You know, we don't have as many crashes there. No. Nope. So, and, and honestly, I'm not. And I was talking to Davey about this. Like, I'm not ready to say the two crashes at Hangtown and the crashes at Lakewood are great. Uh, we need more evidence. We can't just go, "Hey, we had 12 gate drops. Let's let's see what happened." You know, we can't do that yet. I'm not ready to say that. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as setting the bikes up, uh, as a factory team, it is definitely easier for greats. Yes. I mean, we can, we can, I mean, I, we can make Jet Hunter's bike or Chance's bike start the same every single time. Well, you know what dude, I mean? They, they, so, got, they got lights. They got, they got RPMs. Yeah. I, it's, it's all of it, man. Like, come yeah, on. So, you know? uh, obviously, if we're on dirt and you get a bad gate pick and then you have a rut, I mean, some of those ruts you can't even kick out sometimes. So, mm-hmm. it for sure makes sense in theory that, you know, not as many guys are going to have, like, that Thunder Valley 250 crash. If they weren't all side-by-side, elbow-to-elbow, I don't think they'd go down, right? Hymas and Jet Reynolds, were their elbows were locked up going up the hill. So, I don't know. Had they started on dirt, maybe that wasn't the case. We just so. need a few more evidence, but I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. Okay. So, uh, I, and, you know, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get it. Uh, all right, let's get some more phone calls here. Dan Truman from Get and Athena. By the way, Decal Works, uh, great guys. Red Bull KTM using them. Uh, Hus- Husqvarna off-road as well. Super quick turnaround. They, they'll show you a proof beforehand. You can approve it. You can move things around. Uh, Pulpamex 23 is the code to say with Decal Works. DecalMX.com for more information. DecalMX.com. Promo code PulpMX23, 20% off. Decal works number one for many reasons. Uh, Ben's on one. What's up, Ben? What's your question about Roxon? Yo. Uh, I was just curious, how much do you think Jet is stressed out about Roxon taking away his every lap lead record this season? I mean, Ooh. you know, he's insane at starts. Yeah. And yeah. coming from MSGP, he's used to starting on grades. Well, uh, I think he could disrupt it. Hold on. Kenny, coming from MXGP, used to greats. Throw that away. That was 15 <laughs> years ago. But, um, but, but it's no. It's still there. No, but I agree with you. Kenny's a great starter, and he can lead laps. Uh, Dan knows Jet Lawrence pretty well. Um, I don't think Jet gives a shit about a lap-led record, Dan, but, uh, but he's got a point. The, ben has a point here. Kenny could lead a lap. Kenny, Kenny can leave a lot of laps. Uh, back to your question, how much does he care? It's 0%. Yeah. Uh, I asked him yesterday. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, not about the lap. I, don't. I mean, as, as far as winning and racing, I'm sure Jet wants, Jet's goal is to win the race. But I agree with what JT said earlier today on our Fantasy Pod. These greats are a lot different than our Supercross greats, or go back to your 1994 when Kenny raced MXGP greats. Uh, they are a lot different. You look at Justin Cooper going into Hangtown or all of the star guys, or not Hangtown, Paula, the, it, it's a lot different starting surface than what they are used to. So even Supercross or, or World Supercross. So Kenny might not be as good on the start as we think he is. Just say that. It's different. It took the guys a, a, a few weeks to get it figured out. Gotcha. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. hey, do you want a pair of 100% goggles or a fly racing kidney belt? I would love a pair of goggles. All right. Stay on hold. We'll get you those 100% goggles, all right? Sweet. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just don't think you can bring up Kenny's great GP experience as anything. <laughs> um, we, I was told the teams were told the greats were the same, but they are not. No, they're not. Right. I mean, obviously, obviously we all got you know, the specs and everything else. The metal's a little bit different. Uh, the hole width is different. The angle yeah. of the metal is different. So, um yeah, there is actually quite a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, we got a question from Jeremy. He's been on hold for a while. Jeremy, what's up, man? What's your question? Hey, Steve, Dan. How's it going, guys? Good. What's your question? Um, so I heard from a pretty reliable source that uh, one of the reasons why Brownswell left Phoenix Honda was it was a, uh, a lack of funding from HRC since HRC was spending their money to get Shimoda and um, and I was curious, is that relationship between a factory and a satellite team pretty common amongst, you know, all the teams? Or is that kind of unique for HRC to be funding Phoenix that much? I don't think Honda HRC funds no. funds Phoenix at all. No that, no, that money comes from a marketing budget, a racing marketing budget, not the, yeah. the main team. So, so what, I mean, obviously this, I've heard pieces of this rumor, but maybe phoenix was hoping to get more funding from hrc in the following year but hrc didn't have that in the budget i could see that but uh there was never an agreement that hrc yeah. was going to pay phoenix a certain amount and then they were like hey we can't pay you we're going to go hire joe shimoda because that was definitely never the case yeah so, yeah i don't think it's yeah, tied that, together that makes sense yeah i mean i think that and i don't know this for sure but i think i mean hrc doesn't give a ton of support to the Phoenix team. I mean, their engines are in-house, their ECUs are in you know what I mean? Like, uh, 
maybe bikes and parts, OEM parts of some sort, but that's that's it. Maybe yeah. with a ultimately, ultimately, but. what I know of this stuff, Jeremy, is you know you have the factory team. That money's coming from Japan, America. It's the best of the best. It's it's a, you know an unlimited budget in some cases, and they hire and fire riders, all that. There's a separate department that is like. Hey, how much uh, do we want to support teams? How many bikes and parts? The ten thousand dollars in parts and eight bikes, or you know what I mean? And who do we want to support? And let's help David Eller at um, at uh, Phoenix, and let's help you know uh, other teams out here and there. Uh, we'll float a couple bikes to a privateer, you know. Like there's a there's another budget for guys like David Eller that doesn't come from sure. HRC, right? Uh, and I don't think anything HRC does uh, hiring Schmoda. Uh, you know, paying Jet more money has anything to do with the Phoenix Honda support. That's a separate racing support program. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call. Uh, at least that's how I feel it, Dan. I, I, well, like, you know, when guys go to Yamaha, they don't – they're not – and nothing Star does affects Yamaha's support or Cowie or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, I – the – the reason that Braswell left was because they weren't racing outdoors. That was why Braswell yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not a, racing outdoors, and, and an opportunity came up with Pierce being hurt. I assume Braswell will continue the series now that Mosman's out. I don't know that, but I would assume that's the case. The, yeah, I, I feel like that Phoenix team is run on a very tight budget. It seems like, and outdoors yeah. are expensive. You know, one hundred percent. So, uh, so by the way, speaking of one hundred percent, good, good segue, Dan. Pulp thirty. At 100%.com to save. How much effort do you give? They're a San Diego-based company. They're involved in moto. Jet Lawrence wears these goggles. Uh, Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, the star Yamaha guys, so on and so forth. Pulp 30 is the code to save, whether it's downhill mountain biking, whether it's moto, BMX, street bike racing, MLB. It's all genres of running. 100% is a generation of racers asking the original tagline. How much effort do you give? Use the code Pulp 30 to save with those guys. Appreciate them coming on board. Uh, Dan Truman here. On the line, uh, thank you to Vertex Pistons, Plum Creek Funding, Decal MX, Get, Maxis, and more. Fly Racing, of course, on board with us. All right, Dan, before we let you go, um, I mean, just Hunter and Jet Lawrence are going to win? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, let's do something else. Can we do, like, the... T- the yeah, who's who's the top privateer? Place. No, who's who, the top... Who gets, pri- who gets eighth place in both classes or something? Who's the top privateer? <laughs> yeah, uh, top privateer in the uh, 450 class... Uh, this week I'm gonna go with Garrett Marchbanks. Okay, like, do you? Okay, actually, this is a question I had for you. Let's let's go off that for a second. Uh, do you think Masterpool, what he did at Lakewood, is he gonna do that again? Is he gonna catch and pass factory riders more more often? Uh, I don't have him doing that this weekend, but at Redbud I have him being very close to the podium at Redbud. Okay, fair enough. He's he's good at Redbud. Uh, for some reason, I don't really remember him much at Mount Morris. I don't know that he's raced there much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of seems like his whole career he's kind of came back at Redbud. But uh, yeah, at this track, I think that he's, I think he's eighth, eighth or ninth. Yeah, that's what I have him. Okay, uh, and we'll do, we'll go again. Give me Phil's scores, Phil Nicoletti. Uh, I have Phil at a twelve fourteen. I think he'd be mad if he heard that. Well. His best friend texted me twelve fourteen, so that's what I'm going off of. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, all right, Dan, thanks for the uh, time on the show. Get in Athena, thanks as always, buddy. Thank you. All right, thanks. That's Dan Truman on the Fly Racing Moto sixty show. Uh, Plum Creek funding. If you're looking to uh, buy a home in 2023, if you're a first time buyer, you're an investor, vacation home like Marks has. Uh, Plum Creek funding has programs to suit your needs. Already own a home, looking to pull cash out? Contact a professional in over 25 years of experience. Uh, they can also do 12 different states. A bunch of moto people have used Zach before uh, for uh, home needs, and he's done a good job. Uh, reach out to Zach Morris today, 720-212-4685. I, uh, I use Zach to uh, help purchase this house, as a matter of fact, at Plum Creek Funding. So thank you to Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com, P-L-U-M, CreekFunding.com. And Vertex Pistons, of course. Uh, I've used Vertex over a number of times in the um, – Project Bike Build. Manufactured in Italy, the Cats and Forge Pistons are the premier choices for power and performance. Vertex is also an industry leader in manufacturing high-performance gaskets made right here in the USA for dirt bikes, ATVs, UTVs, and more. Uh, personal watercraft stuff. These kits, uh, engine rebuild kits, can save time and money by combining all the components needed for the job in one convenient package. We are still looking to give away the Fly Race and Kidney Belt. We've got a few lines open, 702-586-PULP on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Let's get right into our next guest. 
Monday he was on. Thursdays he's on. Chris Kiefer, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, happy afternoon. How are you guys? We're good. You were going to go to Helen, but you're waiting for it to get rougher. Yeah, we'll leave here about three today. That's uh, that's not fun. <laughs> that is not fun, GH fun. at three. It's uh, it's hoodie season is what they call it in the amateur world right now. So. What do you mean hoodie season? I don't get it. Every, all these kids wear hoodies when they ride, so, you know, try to get hot. Oh, the Jesus. Yeah. I got no comment. Uh, we're giving away a fly racing kidney belt. Uh, who knew, Kiefer? Kidney belts. Kidney belts are around still? <laughs> did you, I guess, did you wear one? Uh, I had a gold belt back oh, yeah. when I was on 80s because I thought it was cool. I had one of those Axo plastic ones. Remember those things? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, those are, those are good. Does anybody at the current state of professional racing wear a kidney belt, yes or no? I feel like I heard someone's wearing a kidney belt a few years ago. Uh, like I think Nagy or someone wears a kidney belt. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I saw this somewhere. It was underneath the jersey. They rock a kidney belt. Yeah, maybe we should start wearing kidney belts since our backs are jacked up. <laughs> I, I got to figure my deal out. Okay, so listen, um, I'll talk to you about the races in a little bit, but I do want to touch on this master pool uh, stuff that we talked about Monday. Uh, the bike working better, uh, suspension, chassis. You know, not the factory stuff running a bit stiffer. So I got a call yep. this morning from a factory uh, team manager, and we were shooting ideas over. And he had a good um, good idea that we should do with you. I just don't know how feasible it is. Of course, whether it's quads or whatever, you're our, you're our test guy. Uh, okay. But, but no, he, okay, so his point was, and, and you, again, tell me if he's right or wrong. His point okay. is, back in 03, back in 06, you know, back in the 2000s, we mm-hmm. took stock motorcycles and we threw clamps, big forks, axles. Uh, uh, we stiffened them up, right? We did all of this stuff in 03, 05, or whatever to these race motorcycles before they hit the track, right? Mm-hmm. And his point is, is like, we're doing the same stuff now. We're throwing big forks, big clamps on, all the things that we used to do uh, back in the day. And the manufacturers, meanwhile, as they l- gain more and more knowledge of aluminum, as they gain more and more knowledge of uh, chassis flex, and things like that, um, they're fixing the production bikes, and they're trying to make the production bikes have more feel, have more uh, uh, flex, more give, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we're, but yet race teams are doing the same things that they always did with this mm-hmm. beefy stuff, and no wonder why the bikes aren't working as well as they could. And this team manager is like, honestly, I fought to just, and he doesn't have enough control on the team he's on. I fought to have the guys ride the shit out of production bikes and let's see where those are good. And he made a point of saying that he watched a factory rider outdoors grab a bone stock production bike. Uh, uh, maybe it had some stiffer springs. I don't think so. He said bone stock and hauled ass on it and, and, and really crushed it on this bike. And then they added shit to the bike and he wasn't as good. They added their normal shit, right? Right. So a long-winded way of saying, does this guy have a point? Yeah, so he has a point. So to go back, what you're saying, I feel like since 2003 to five, whatever we were talking about, is the manufacturers and the bikes over time have have gotten, and some some models have gotten stiffer in production. So to your point, what happens is the way of thinking through race team is now production frames are maybe getting stiffer for the consumer. But yet the race teams are still doing all that same shit, right? Adding the clamps, adding the big forks, doing certain things, titanium axles, just just things like that will make the bike stiffer. And there's no – for example, Honda had a new bike in 17. Um, I don't think at that time those guys even rode the production bike. They just stuck all their parts on it and went testing because I was out doing production stuff, and I was like, wow, the new bike's here and already has the the factory stuff on it. And then I rode it, and I was like, dude, this thing is so scary to ride. And all I could come up with is like, yeah, I'm I'm slower. I'm not as good as those guys. But, like, man, those guys still have to feel that stuff even when they're hauling ass. So for me, I feel like in some circumstances that these these race teams need to slow the roll a little bit. Mm -hmm. If they do get the bike early, then slowly but surely put some parts on it and see how it reacts. But I do think some of that way of thinking that I just mentioned is coming around with race teams. Um, 
whoever you're talking about with the team manager, I feel like that way of like, hey, we're doing stuff to actually hurt the bike versus help it is starting to come back around. Um, the tricky part is a lot of you know the people listening to this that don't know is they're they're required to run some of these parts. You know they're getting paid to put these parts on through some of these companies that are sponsoring the team. So how do you how well, do you turn down that money or or be like well, hey we no, can't run that? In this case, this guy's talking about hubs, tie bolts, clamps. Yeah. They're not getting money for to run that kind of stuff, you know. Well, okay, so yeah, those kind of things and those little things, like you said, hubs do make make a difference. Yeah. For example, let me just paint you a picture. Mitch Payton, mm-hmm. great team, um, many many championships, but I do feel like that team and 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 those way that that way of thinking is kind of getting archaic. Um, the pro circuit clamps are rigid. They're Right. When's the last stiff. time Mitch redid his clamps from oh right. from two thousand whatever with Matt Walker um, and Sorby? We're just dudes. now starting to see like Shimoda switch over to a fat bar versus a twin wall. You know, they're still they're using A sixty rims. Like just everything's bolted on and stiff. Mm-hmm. So I think now they're starting to get more complaints from riders. Like, hey, I need more comfort. The frame is actually stiff enough. We don't need to add any more rigidity to the bike. And he, the team manager is right. They need to. Mm-hmm piece by piece, bolt it on, and see how the riders um, – we'll see what the riders think about the production bike and then say, hey, I need a little bit more cornering character, so, okay, I need to stiffen it up here. That could be with the clamp. Or, hey, I do like that titanium axle because I can feel the front end better in the corners. Same thing when these guys run solid mounts versus rubber mounts. Mm-hmm. Most of us that just ride, we want rubber mounts because we don't want vibration and we want a little bit more flex. Some of these guys are coming back to that just because they need more flex. So, yes, this, I do think the manufacturers are getting stiffer for consumer bikes, so that way the race teams need to back their rigidity down. That's what I think. Well, yeah, this, 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 this guy's question was, what if we just went with steel bolts? Just leave steel bolts on. Like, there's a flex involved in steel compared to tie, right? Uh, try stock stuff. Like, you know, he pointed out Roxon getting a stock RMZ going uh, and testing that, and Langston winning championship with stock clamps, right? Um, yeah. It does seem like these, and, you know, and I think Masterpool's ride, and James is highlighting it, is sort of the, the, the uh, spark that lit this guy's flame a little bit, where he's just like, yeah, these things are too stiff for outdoors. Supercross, sure, all the way. But um, right. he's like, we're doing the same things we were doing in 03. And when it comes back to you to being a guinea pig, he mentioned you, and he said, let's get Kiefer on, like, a mint 03 or 05 and, and have him ride a, a modern bike and see which one he's faster on. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad idea. I mean, we can go back to 08, right? Great yeah. bike. Yeah. Great Honda 450. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I do think it'll change. It's just crazy to me that, you know, it took this long, like James just being on a broadcast and bringing up a master pool situation that, now it's coming to light, and I I thought it was already there, but maybe I was wrong. No, I, I'm with you too. I I mean, I you, you kind of I, I bring this up in Supercross. You watch a, a and I bring it up the opposite way. I said this on Monday. You watch a factory rider and a privateer coming to a set of whoops at the same speed next to each other. You know, right. factory guys zooming across the top. Privateer guy who, and I mean a good privateer guy. I don't mean like just you know anybody. A good privateer guy's hanging on. You know, his bike's going down and down into the stroke. So yeah, and then too is like. I don't think weight, everyone freaks out about weight. And I've, I've heard team managers say, hey, we need to drop the weight. We need to do this. There is some advantages to having some weight on the bike. Mm-hmm. And in outdoors, I don't think lightening up the bike is as much of an advantage that it is in Supercross, you know? Yeah. Yeah, interesting so. Interesting to, to, to talk about that people, um, yeah, maybe at the factory level, are like, yeah, like our bikes outdoors are just too stiff. And, I mean, part of that is what we talked about on Monday – these guys ride supercar stuff for eight months. So if you were to go and throw in an MXGP setting, which to me, every time I watch MXGP, uh, maybe you don't agree with me, but to when I watch MXGP, I'm shocked at how much their bikes move. Or when I go to Destinations, right? Mm-hmm. I'm shocked how much their uh, bikes move up and down. I think if, and those guys are fast, obviously, but I, I would love to see Van Horbeek, or not Van Horbeek, but Ben Watson's suspension setting just thrown into somebody KYB stuff. I bet you a, a modern factory guy would be like, oh, my God, you know? Right. So so they're just not it's used funny. to it. I just rode a, a factory-level suspension recently on, on a factory rider's bike and just slapped it on, and it uh, <laughs> it's still stiff. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not as fast, yeah. so I maybe maybe that correlates. But like, I'm like, holy shit, do they really need that much holdup? Yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah. Absolutely, right? All right, let's get into some questions for you, Kiefer, here. Uh, high point coming up this weekend. I want to ask you about Ken Roxon too, but Cody's got a gear question for you. What's up, Cody? Hey, gentlemen. Thank you all for having me on. Uh, it's a privilege to talk to both of you all. Um, I have a, uh, it's Cody from Houston. Uh, I have a gear question. I picked up some Fox Instinct size 9s and found they were just too small for me, but I got them at a great deal off Facebook Marketplace, brand new. So I'm just going to sell those. And uh, I think I need either a 9.5 in the Fox, or I was actually thinking about jumping ship to some Tech 7s. Um, I guess for both of y'all, is uh, an Alpine Star size 10, do you know if that would be about equivalent to like a size 9.5 for Fox uh, Instinct boots? Yeah, it's funny you bring that up, and thanks for the call. Um, I actually tested some instincts not too long ago the new they just updated their their boot and i went down to a 9.5 and i'm normally a 10 in a tech 7 or a tech 10 so i had to drop a little bit of um of a size just because of how they laid out their toe box so um for me i would think you would just be a size 10 if you're a size 10 normally in either of those alpine stars boots yeah, in the size nines and the instincts, it, it was really the width. I guess I just have wider feet, and I guess since Fox offers a nine point five, whereas I don't think Alpine Store does, uh, mm-hmm. they kind of just you know if you can do that, if your foot can fit in it, then great. Um, but okay, great. I Cody, appreciate that. let me let me just chime in here as a guy who has triple E width feet, maybe even yeah. four E f- feet. Um, I basically have Fred Flintstone feet. I've never found a boot as comfortable as the Tech Seven, width wise. Well, it, I've heard you talk about them before, yeah. and I'm listening to a bunch of archive uh, pods, and, and you talk so highly of them, so that's kind of why I'm yeah, looking at for, them. And they have some great colors. They do, and for for wide feet, like I said, I've my whole life I struggled to find motocross boots that didn't hurt my feet until I got into those Tech 7s. So. Now, my dad, he rides too, and he always said for the Texas weather, uh, they may be hotter than other boots like Garnier's because of the booty system. Is uh, that something you run into? Sevens don't have the booty. Sevens are, are no. Oh, uh, they it's don't. The tech 10s and 8s that have booties. So, uh, oh, and, okay. and they are hotter. Tech 10s and 8s are hotter, huh, Kiefer? Yeah, and, and Steve's right. Tech 7s, no booty, and they are a little bit wider in the toe box, so Steve is right. And that is a better choice for you, I would assume. Steve's and I, right. I and I go that. back and forth as well because I like how light the Tech Sevens are compared to the Ten. So, uh, Cody, you want to win the Fly Racing Kidney Belt? I would love that. We're going to Rio Bravo this weekend. Me and my dad love right. that track. So, right. we will. Cody, don't hold. lie. Are you wearing the kidney belt? Oh, I actually do. I have scoliosis, okay. and I had to get the metal rod surgery. So any protection, and I have my lower vertebrae fused. So anything that keeps that. Where it needs to be is what I wear. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Stay on hold. Okay. Thank you all. All right. Thank you. Uh, Matthew's got a suspension question for you. Go ahead, Matthew. Oh, what's up, guys? Uh, I was just wondering, speaking about suspension, I saw where, like, Vital and a bunch of guys, media, like, made it a big deal about Deegan switching to, like, different clamps and different type of KYB suspension. I was just wondering if Kiefer, like, how big of a difference you think that made and why did, like, he make that switch and no one else? Yeah, so uh, I think more so they made the switch because they were pushing for spring fork. So Deegan went back from a from a PSF1 air fork to a spring fork and then was on X-Trigs from Necken. So um, from my experience, X-Trigs have more flex. Uh, spring forks have more front-end contact patch. So I'm sure he was looking for a little bit more front-end feel especially how aggressive he rides those corners. So I think he was looking for a little bit more of a footprint on that front end. And with those two things combined, that, that'll do it. So uh, it's funny because I told um, Michael Lindsay from Vital, I go, I wonder how long it's going to be until the other riders are demanding a spring fork. So I don't know the internal ins and outs of Star, but um, if Deegan's on, on some spring forks and the other riders are asking for it, then I'm sure that's about to, about they, to go down. They've always been, they've been stopping on air, star guys. A lot of air yeah. guys over there. Um, but thanks, Matthew. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Here's a cover, another question for you, Kiefer, from Nick. Nick, what's up? What's your question for Chris Kiefer? Hey, Kiefer. I'm a big fan of all you do. Um, you being an older guy, I, I always wonder if um, I'm younger than you. I'm 35, but I push the envelope pretty hard chasing professional racing and 
and working a full-time job, I pour concrete. So I'm always feel like I'm in a deficit trying to recover. Um, yeah. And it struck home when you would, when you were like, I just don't feel it. Right. I just don't yep. feel it when you went to Paula or didn't go to Denver. I, to- I can totally, I know exactly what you're saying. Cause I mean, it's a, it's one day out of the week that I actually feel it. The rest of the time, I feel like I'm just smoked. So what do yeah. you do to try to balance that? Or is there no balance? It's just your job and just kind of something you have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's especially for you. You got it way harder than me. You actually have a real job that it takes, um, you know, a lot of energy and physical strength to do. So uh, for you, I would at least try to get a, a rest day in if you plan on doing a race or something and just kind of time it to where you feel the freshest you know if you you have a race coming in two or three weeks from now and you normally ride on the weekends because that's all you can do i would maybe skip a, a weekend and try to just rest that weekend and then uh hit that race the following weekend so that way you're a little bit fresher just because you have to work monday through friday and there's really no way around that right so um it's it's hard to balance i don't know the ins and outs of your job but man it's uh for me it's tough because i ride a lot and then when I get to the weekend, sometimes I look forward to not riding a dirt bike. And uh, I don't have that luxury at times, you know. So right. having a kid that's in amateur racing, I feel like I need to be a part of that as well. So I, for you, man, it's uh, it's about balance. And I would say try to take um, a rest weekend before a big race race weekend. And um, Let me just chime ahead. in here. Well, Nick, yeah. uh, when we got Frappy Pete here, he, he does, he's in the concrete business too. And he, <laughs> he golfs a lot. He, he doesn't seem to. It Nick, seems, are you here in Vegas? But I, I'm up in Utah. Oh, Utah. Okay. I'm, up in, I'm up in Utah. So you know what? If you want to play the links, maybe maybe you. I, you I just hit me up. up there. I, all I know is Pete is in the concrete business, and Mark's vouched for me. Pete has a lot of time off. Hey, a lot of time. Frappy Pete time. looks refreshed hey. at all times. Pete's a, Pete's the owner. I'm just the grunt. It's unbe- uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that, you may, may maybe you make a good point there, Nick. That's a good point. So, uh, thank you, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. See you later. See Fra- you. Frappy Pete. Yeah. Doesn't you know? Frappy Pete. Uh, another question for Chris Kiefer. We're not even talking high point. We just got questions for Kiefer. What's up, Price? What's your question, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, question for Kiefer. So, I've been using your torque setting map and uh, the other setting that you recently made for the new Yamaha and I've been loving it for the first motos and then for the second motos it's really helped with the bike um, my question is I know uh, you raced Red as last year and you're going back this year this would be my first time going and I've been thinking about it and I was going to see if those settings would still you think would be good for out there or do you think you might make some Loretta settings for the new 2023 um, I'm going to make a different I'm going to try to I'm going to try those maps. I'm leaving to go back to Oklahoma uh, next week for some soft dirt okay. training with my kids. So um, I'm going to try some different maps and hopefully come back um, with something for you guys there. If not, I'll at least let you guys know on my website if uh, the, the current settings are going to be good. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I've really enjoyed yours so far. So uh, looking forward to see uh, soft, what you come up with. Soft dirt there. training. Soft dirt training. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm stuck in Arizona, so and yeah. the budget's a little tight. So we're saving every. Yeah, you don't you don't have time for it. soft dirt training. I mean, I thought this was a regular <laughs> thing, so I don't know. Hey, no, I'm not in Arizona. Everything's hard pack and concrete, but hey, we'll make it work. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, have a good day. All right, no problem. Fly race and Moto 60 show. What's up, Corey? How are you? Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? Good. What's going on? So a couple of weeks ago, when you had Christian Craig on as your one of your in in, in studio guests, you you made the statement that a Yamaha or Honda Christian Craig was as good as Sexton and Jet Lawrence, and I don't know. I kind of respectfully disagree with that. I don't think he's anywhere near those guys. That would kind of put him up there with the Tomac as well. And I don't think we've ever seen Christian even battle with Tomac, uh, regardless of what bike he was on. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, can I interject here? Yeah, go ahead, Kiefer. Um, I don't know if, and I don't remember, but I don't know if Steve meant like raw speed. I think what we were talking about is how he looked technically on the bike, very similar to Jet and Chase for me. Um, yeah, that's right. To we have were. That look. That's right. It wasn't so much speed. It was like you looked better on a Yamaha or a Honda than you did on a Husky. 
it Correct. was gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't. It, yeah, you're right. Yeah, screw you, Corey. That's the, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just meant like he, you know, Kiefer. He never okay. Like he didn't start the way he wanted to, but he de- never looked as good on the Husky yet. Not yet. Yeah. No, he doesn't like just how he flows around with the Honda, the Yamaha. He didn't have that like effortless style. It looks like he had to actually try on the Husky. Yeah, yeah. Do y'all think that steel lovers suit him, or do you think he needs to go back to an aluminum? What do you think, Kiefer? Um, you know what? Honestly, maybe it's just something that he is used to. He's been on aluminum frame forever, and that's what jives with him. And, it's, and you guys know, as consumers, some bikes you like more than others, and maybe that's just how he is, man. He liked the Honda, has been on it for a while, and the same with the Yamaha. So yeah. hopefully with, the, with this new frame that they're going to come out with, I think, next year, maybe that'll help. There you go. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks for the call. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. David's on uh, Juan. David has a Thai Master Pool observation. What's up, David? Hey, how you doing today? Good. So, uh, oh, first off, I was thinking about your Mandalorian thing mm-hmm. that you were talking yeah. about yeah. the other night. Yeah, Kiefer wants to do yeah. it. Kiefer's all about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, just hear me out. Okay. So, you know the the Top Gear show how they got the Stig? Yeah. The, yep. You could have a a, a Stig type type character. But, like, remember in the 80s when Hallman had those ads with a guy wearing all black yeah. and Hallman chest protector yeah. and a laser helmet? Yeah. That, that, and then use some kind of, like, a robot voice or, like, a Darth Vader-type voice? I like it. Yeah. I, I think it's great. But anyways, okay, Yeah, no, so we're going to work on this Mandalorian. We think we think he's going to make uh, an appearance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, ca- I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. So, anyways, so the Master Pool thing, I was listening to Mr. Side had a little interview with him. and I'm not familiar with him, that gentleman. I don't I know. I know. I know, not, I know you're not. He's just some guy. So, anyways, so uh, he asked him about the uh, the uh, Sport Clips deal. He said, is this a, is this a local Sport Clips mm-hmm. or a or – a, uh, he said, no, it's through the national chain. And okay. that's pretty much where he left it at. And it's like, <laughs> huh. <laughs> you think if you're on – you would think if you were on Peacock, you would say, hey, you know, this is my first time on TV. You know, I, I'd yeah. like to thank sports, yeah. uh, no. uh, sports clips. And, and then the shout-out to the suspension. That's the other thing. He, on TV, he said, well, my suspension, we did some changes this week, so shout-out to my suspension. Yeah. And it's like, huh. he's yeah. a curious fella. Yeah, he is a curious fellow. And how much do you think that it's probably just a buddy who owns a sport clips that gave him some money? And he doesn't really know. Yeah. He has no idea. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Um, But, no, listen, he crushed it. But you're right. Yep, you're right. Um, Yeah. So, anyways. Thank you, man. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, Kiefer. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up, but um, we're not going to talk about racing at all. Listen, you're popular. I got our people wanted to, to our people that are working all day that have nothing to do wanted to have technical questions for you. Uh, we need to call it the Moto Ninety Show then. Yeah, we do. Up, well, let's make it ninety. What do you think there? If I get fifty percent more, then sure. <laughs> what he said, Frappy. What he Frappy said, said no. Um, Roxon's Moto finishes. Give them, give them to me. Uh, I'm going to say three five. That's what Truman said. Oh, he did? Been talking to Truman? No, I didn't even listen yet. Okay. Yeah. Three five. Okay. All right. What do you think, Marks? Moto scores. Um three six. <laughs> All right. Frappy? <laughs> what? Roxon's moto scores. Oh, uh one one. Okay, fantastic. Yep. Frappy's on hole eight already. <laughs> yeah, Fra- <laughs> Frappy's already dreaming of the golf course. Yeah. You know what time it, it is right now? <laughs> hey. Hand it over to the Mandalorian. What does he have to say? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, Okay, and then are we just going Lawrence Brothers for the win? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's, let's put Cooper for a moto win, but overall, Hunter. Oh. Oh, Justin Cooper, moto win. Okay. You don't mean Cooper Webb, right? No, I don't mean Cooper Webb. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, All right. Enjoy GH today, man. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Wish you were here. I, I need to come down. I need to ride. Uh, I'm not yeah. going this weekend, so I will be around. Uh, maybe maybe Sandy Valley on Sunday. All right. We'll have fun with that. I ain't coming up there. Yeah, I know you're not. Um, <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Thank you. See you, boys. Bye. All right, see you. That's Chris Keefe, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Vertex Pistons, 100%. Plum Creek Funding, Decal MX. Get Maxis all on board with us. Marks, great, great job. Thank you. Frappy P. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming in. Congrats on the cup, you guys. Thank you. Really, congrats on the Stanley Cup. I don't think I deserve it, but you're welcome. Somebody wants to know 
crappy why I got red buttoned off the line. Oh, well. uh, we are um, not back next week because uh, there's no race, but we'll be back the Thursday after that before Red Bud. Thanks for listening. See you later.